The Gemara board machlek is whether one may take matters into his own hand or whether you have to go to Bezin to adjudicate when you have a dispute. Fekmar Bryce says if an axe went on top of another axe trying to kill it and the owner of the lower axe came and pulled away his axe causing the upper axe to fall and die, the owner of the lower axe is potter. Now, presumably we're discussing a case where the upper axe was a mood, which means that the owner of the lower axe would have been fully paid for for any damage that would have happened. They would not have to bear any loss and still he was allowed to take matters into his own hands. Bryce says it's not approved. The Bryce can be talking about a time where the person would have had to bear some of the loss, in which case everyone would agree that he may take matters into his own hand. Fact, by the end of the price, it says if the person pushed the top or the top axe off and the axe fell and died, the person would be chayiv. Now, if the case where the axe was a tam, why would the person be chayiv? He was saving himself from suffering a loss. And for the Gemari, because he should have pulled out his own axe, which is a less dangerous method of saving his axe instead of pushing off the other axe from up, up on top, and that's why he's chayiv. Fact, by Bryce, it says if a person fills another person's chutzur with barrels of wine or oil, the owner of the chutzur may break the barrels to walk in and out. We see that a person may take matters into his own hands. Rav Nachmanizak said the Bryce means he may break them to walk out to bed and may break them to walk in to get his documents of proof that he needs to show to Bezin. Again, a bride says that if a master of a Jewish slave who is a nirza uses force to get him to leave his house after the term is over and in doing so injures the slave, the master is potter. You see that a person may take matters into his own hands even though he's not suffering a loss. Mar says the bride is discussing a slave who is a ganav and therefore as long as he remains in the house, the master is exposed to loss. Until now, he had the fear of the master and certainly wouldn't steal. However, once his term is over, the fear is gone and the remaining in the house is therefore a threat of financial loss. You can also answer, Amnachim Yitzchak said, the Bryce is discussing a slave who was given a non-Jewish maid to marry. Once his term is over, he's no longer allowed to live with her. Therefore, the master may use force to get him to leave to prevent him from doing an Avera with her. Again, our mission said that if the person trips over the pitcher and breaks it, he's potter, which suggests that if he went ahead and broke it, he would be chayiv. This teaches that one may not take matters into his own hands. As Vidin Nehmi Rava said, he would be potter even if he broke the pitcher. The reason the mission speaks in terms of him tripping on the pitcher is because it needs to do so in the next case where he trips and injures himself, in which case the owner of the pitcher must pay for the injury. Again, Abraza says the Pusik teaches that if a woman saved her husband from being beaten by grabbing the private area of the attacker, she must pay for Baishas. Presumably, the Bryce is discussing when she had no other way to save her husband, and we see that she was not allowed to take matters into her own hands, even to prevent the loss. Mar says the case is where she could have saved him in another way. If so, when the Bryce then contrasts this case with a case in which the woman would be putter and says that the case would be if she was a messenger of Bezin, why couldn't the Bryce instead contrast it with a case that she'd be putter if she didn't have any other way to save her husband? Mar says it's actually what the Bryce means to say. If she had no other way to save him, she would would be like a messenger of Bezin and she would be Potter. Fiaknimar Mishra says if there is a public path running through someone's field and he decided to instead give the public a different path on the side of the field to use and to take back that middle path for himself, the Allah is that the new path is considered to be given to the public and the old path is not considered to belong to that person. I mean, it still belongs to the public. He can't prevent them from using it. Now, presumably, it does become his and the Mishnah means that he still may not prevent people from using it. This shows that one may not take matters into his own hands. As Vin Neim Rav said, no, the Rabbanan were guys that a person may not take a path like this out, uh, uh, back out of the concern that he may replace it with a crooked path is more difficult for the public to use. Therefore, he does not even take ownership of the original path at all. Ramashashi has said that the case of the Mishnah is actually where he replaced the path with a crooked path, and in that case, he doesn't get ownership of the original path. Rashi said any path on the side of a field is considered to be a crooked path, because it makes some people further from where they had to go, as compared to a path in the middle where everyone has is equidistant. If so, why does he also lose the new path to the people? Let him say, you take back what was yours, and I'll take back what was mine. Mar says he can't do that based on the statement of Yehuda that once the public makes a kenyan on something, it may not be taken back from them. 
again, a bride said if a field owner left pay on one side of the field and poor people then came and took produce from the other side of the field, the place they took from becomes payah as well. The Gemara assumes that what he initially designated as payah now becomes the owner's again, but he still may not prevent the people from taking the grain. We see that a person may not take matters into his own hands because if he could, he should stand there with a stick and prevent anyone from taking from that area. Rava said, the bride means the land is payah in the sense that he does not have to give miser from that grain, but it truly does now go back under the ownership of the field owner, and he could prevent people from taking from it. Zuck, the next mission of a pitcher of water broken, there's just a robin, a person then slipped on the water and injured himself, or he injured himself in a broken piece of the pitcher. The owner of the pitcher is chayv to pay for the injury. Rehuda says, if the owner of the pitcher had intent, he'd be chayv. If he did not, he'd be potter. Zuck, the name of Rav said, the owner is only chayv if the person's clothes became ruined by the water. However, if he physically injured himself by falling, the owner would be potter because it's the ground that injured him, not the water. The water is only a grama. When Rabbi Yehuda tells this to Shmuel, he said, we have learned that a bar is never chayyah for damage done to kalim. The warm, the water is a form of a bar, so why would it be chayyah for the clothing, which is which is uh, which are a form of kalim? Rav holds that the water would only be a form of bar if the water was made hefker. The mission is discussing where the water was not made hefker, and is therefore no different than a zax, and that's why it's chayyah even for kalim. Rabbi Shaya asked, the Bryce says, we learned from the Pasuk that bar will be potter for damage done to people or kalim. Therefore, if an ox fell with its kalim, or a donkey with its kalim, the owner of the bar would only be chayyah for the animal and not for the kalim. A case comparable to this would be a person who left his stone, knife, or package in the Rosh Hashanah and it caused damage. Therefore, if someone banged his pitcher against the stone left in the Rosh Hashanah and the pitcher broke, the owner of the stone would be chayiv. Now, the beginning of the Bryce refutes Rav because it considers the item left in the Rav as a bar. And Rav, would, uh, uh, Rav said it would have been the status of, of an ox, not of a bar. And the end refutes Shmuel. It says that the owner of the rock would be chayiv for the kali, and a bar is part of from kalim. And for the Gemara, we can ask that the Bryce itself is self contradictory. Rather, we have to say that Rav will understand the Bryce uh, fully according to his view, and Shmuel will explain it uh, fully according to his view. Rav will say that the first part of the Bryce is discussing where the person made the item tefkir, in which case they form a bar. The Bryce then means to say, however, if they were not made hefker, then, then if the stone does damage, he would be chai because that stone would have the would have the form of his ox and not a bar. Shmuel would say the Bryce means to say once we have established that any items left in the Shusarab are a form of bar, the Bryce then says that according to Rabbi Yehuda, who says that bar is chai for kalim, if the stone damages someone's kalim, the owner of the stone would be chai. Rabbi Loza said the owner of the stone would only be chayiv if the person tripped on the stone and broke his keli against the stone. However, if he tripped on the ground and broke the keli on the stone, he would be potter because the ground caused the fall. This is not follower of Nasan who says that one is chayiv even if he was not the cause of the fall. Others say that Rabbi Loza said that the owner is chayiv even if the person tripped on the ground. According to this version, he is following the view of Rabbi Nasan.